Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recording. And yeah, it went really well. I did one of my friends who had two dogs. Okay. And I wasn't too confident when I was doing the reading. When I, I typed up all the answers on the sheet, and she and her husband said like that it was fantastic, and they really enjoyed it, and she gave really good like feedback on like every question. It was really good. Wonderful. Good for you. And how'd you feel after? I felt really good. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, good job for pushing through even though you felt uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, and it's really good like just to get like when there's certain points that I got right, it makes like me feel good and um yeah, but I, like, I find it hard when I'm doing like a reading for someone that like who I know because I felt like there was a lot more like, pressure, whereas when I'm just doing it just practicing I'm like, oh it doesn't matter if I don't get it right, I just keep practicing. So I definitely found it a lot more difficult and I think it kind of made it a bit more difficult when I was talking to like the dogs because I kind of had I know I just found it a bit harder mm-hmm okay okay um I think you'll find the more you do even with people that you know that that is gonna fall by the wayside that little insecurity yeah yep so good do you feel like you can continue on practicing with people yeah, and it's really good because she said that she can find like at least like ten other people for me to do. <laughs> oh, very nice. Yeah, so that's really good. So yeah, I'm feeling a little better about it. Good. And if at some point you feel brave enough to go ahead and make an announcement on your Facebook page to your, you know, open-minded <laughs> friends and family, sure, there's going to be people on there who might be like, "What? What are you doing?" <laughs> uh, but that's always a really nice source too. Yeah. Wonderful. Good for you. Um, anything yeah. else that was exciting this this week? Um, sorry to see. Um, oh, just like oh, I really enjoyed like when I was speaking to like Sparry last night, and just that I got like I just like that I got something's right like trick and like where she slept like that just made me feel really good. Yes, because that trick that's a great example of you getting something extremely specific correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's really good when I can get, like, an actual, like, specific detail because then it, like, helps with, like, my confidence. Yep. But something, like, I am finding is I think I'm trying not to rush when I'm doing, like, talking to an animal, but I feel like I still do. Like, I'm kind of just going, okay, next question. And I feel like sometimes my mind just kind of filling in some of the questions. Yes, I remember being there, too. Um, and be okay with that for now. Great, greater depth and expansiveness on each question will eventually unfold by itself. But for now, you're, you're practicing the art of listening. So it's okay yeah. to jump from next question, okay, next, next. It's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and because, like, I know that one example when I was doing, like, Sperry, like, the question on why she, um, she wanted to pass away at home. I know, I think that was just my mind because I was like, well, obviously, you know, obviously you want to pass it home because you don't want to be at the vet's office if you've had, like, bad experiences. And I think that was too much of my opinion coming across, and I find it hard to kind of just, like, differentiate between, like, the two at the moment. Right. And as you continue to do this work, you're going to find that you become less and less interested in what your mind has to come up with because it's very ordinary. And it's what one would expect. And I remember, it seems to happen for my students and me observing them, so I'm sure it will happen to you, where you continue, your curiosity just blossoms. You're like, you know what? What do they have to say around this ordinary question? Yeah. And, like, one of the things when I was doing um, the read for my friend's dogs, like, I asked one of them his favorite food, and he said peas, and I was a bit confused. And when I told it to her, it was because he's on a special food now, and the food that he used to have had lots of peas all in it. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> That's also like, wonderful. I'm, I'm making sure, like, even when something seems, like, weird, I just write it down anyway, and I'm making sure, like, not to, like, interpret it at all. Like, at all. like one of the other things was something to do with, like, the lights being switched on and off, and I didn't know what it meant, so I just left it, like, that. And it <laughs> turned out that, like, sometimes they leave the lights on when they go, like, away at night, and the dogs liked it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Awesome. I'm glad that you're giving stuff to, in this case, your friend, even though you may feel like I don't have all the information on what the animal's yeah. saying. So good job. That's that's a key to a real good skill. 
Thank you. And so just one more thing. Um, I'm just wondering, like, is there a way to kind of make the connection a bit closer? Because I felt like when I was doing the readings to the friends, I felt like the connection wasn't, like, as close. I'm not sure why. Compared to when I was speaking to Sparrow, it felt a lot more stronger. Okay, yeah. What I will do when I feel that, and I still to this day sometimes feel closer to some animals than others, I will use that imaginary dial on the side and imagine increasing the volume or connection speed well, not speed, but connection, if you will. Alternatively, I'll actually ask the animal to step closer, and that also does wonders. Um, and then, Alicia, there's going to be times where you do both things, and I've had that experience where the animal still seems distant, and it feels like I'm doing an awful lot more work than I typically do in an average session, and yet the owner's confirming everything. So it's kind of like when you talk to some humans or some human friends that you click with and other people that are, sure, very nice, but yeah. you do, don't click with them at all. And I, I think a lot of that falls in some animals animals get in that category too. Okay, and um, also do animals ever kind of just like fall out of the connection? Because sometimes when I'm doing it, I get so worried that I have to do everything like perfectly, like I can't distract myself by opening like another tab on the computer to find the questions or do something like that or is that, but will they stay till you say it like that? It depends yeah. on the animal. If when you, you know, a minute later you go back to the question, if you feel like they're not really paying attention, just call them in and just say, hey, I've got a question for you now. And that often reorients them back. It's like a person who, you, you guide them on idle and now they're paying attention yeah. to life because, you know, you, you're not preoccupi preoccupying them anymore. Yeah. Sorry, last, last one. Um, I went, sometimes when I ask a question, I have my own, like, I can't get the own what I thought the answer was out of my head. Is there a way to kind of, like, clear mind so that you don't have the expectation that you did have? Um, when How I handle that is I'll go on to another question or two and then come back and rephrase. I'll change the entire wording of the original way I asked it so that I'm not doing a repeat scenario. I'm. It's kind of like jumbling up the words so that your brain yeah. doesn't go back to the default of what it gave you before. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, thank you. That makes sense. Yeah, because sometimes I just can't get what I think it is out of my head and it just makes it really difficult. Yeah, yeah, just reword it. Good. Thank you. Anything else? No, that's it. <laughs> All right, cool. So I did send you animals this morning. So, um, and just for the sake of the call, we are in AC call number 10. Today is September 7th. So of these four, who do you want to work with? Um, I really want to stick to the mountain lion first because I think that it'd be good practice to me because I think I'd have kind of like a preconceived like what I think it would be. Okay. Absolutely. So this mountain lion has worked with students numerous times. I can't tell you for certain if it's male or female, but comes through to me as a female, so we'll refer to it as a she. Um, and my photo is not enlarging at the moment, but there's a little fine print uh, at the bottom that tells you uh, January 4th, so that was of 2014. So this video was taken in California here in the States, and if we tune into the mountain lion we see in the photo, even though she is not very clear, it's still clear enough. And Alicia, I don't think we ever talked about this, but you know, if you ever have a person say, I really want to talk with my childhood pet, for example, but I don't have a photo, can you still connect? All you need to do as a communicator is get a really good physical description of the I animal. Yeah, it's just kind of getting like the essence of who they are. Correct. And what I do is I imagine going through the energy of that person, that client, in order to reach that particular animal, which just further narrows down. It's that particular animal as they described attached to them. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, thank you. Sure. All right, so let's both of us connect to the mountain lion. Let me know when you've got her. I got her. Okay, and she is definitely willing to work with us, so we're gonna just dive right in. Now, um, as far as doing Q and A, if I was the client, let's pretend that I am the owner of the house and the dog in the yard that disappeared, uh, you know, the next morning after I saw this lion in my yard, um, I'm the owner, okay? Yeah. All right, so I call you up and I say to you, why was this mountain lion in the neighborhood to begin with? She became um, desperate for food and she was, she'd come to desperation. She's trying to find a, another food source. 
Okay, that's correct. And why did she come into my yard? It wasn't as far and she could um, smell that there was an animal there. Okay, good. Okay, and, and as the owner, for, for the sake of this exercise, don't worry about being... Don't be selective with your words, just tell me what you get. If you were working with a real owner in this situation, you would, of course, be a little bit more compassionate. <laughs> okay? All right. Good. So, what attracted her to my particular dog versus, say, the neighbor dog that's kept in the yard three houses down? The neighbor's dog was a lot more yappy and bouncy, and your dog seems like a... Um, a much easier killer. It was, it was a lot more placid and quieter and just seemed like a lot easier meal. Okay, very good, Alicia. Correct. All right. So, can you tell me from the cat's perspective what she saw when, or, or let me put it this way, from the cat's perspective, when she came upon my dog, how did my dog react to seeing her for the first time? confusion where she just she didn't understand and then she went into her survival instincts and she started panicking okay good so did my dog put up a fight um i think that at first she looked to see where she'd get away but i think she surrendered because she knew that she couldn't really get away okay good and can you give me a play-by-play -play of the, the mountain lion approached my dog. How did she grab my dog? How did she kill my dog? Details. Um, your dog was lying down asleep in the yard, and then suddenly she woke to hearing the sound of the mountain lion coming close to her, and then suddenly the mountain lion grabbed her from, I feel like the, I'm not sure if it's a neck or like the back, and kind of threw her around and pinned her down. Okay, good. So did my dog actually die of bleeding out or asphyxiation or what was it? I feel like he, um, the, the mountain lion snapped like a bone eventually. Like, no, it wasn't instant, but I feel like the mountain lion snapped a bone. I'm not sure if it's like a spine or something that then caused an instant death. Okay, very good. Good. Um, in this case, Alicia, there was also um, asphyxiation of the dog. Dog couldn't breathe. Okay. Dog. Yep, and you're right about around the neck. Okay, Hi. so neck, um, I don't get back, but neck, absolutely. Good. Hi, All right, so what did she do with my dog after? She um, carried her, I think, not sure if it was, it was under something. She tried, Then she went to hide with your dog. I'm not sure if it was like under a house or a, um, a table or something that she could hide under away from others, and then she ate the dog. Okay, okay. So she actually stayed in my yard versus leaving the the yard? Yeah, I felt like it was somewhere in the yard. I'm not sure, like, I'm not more, more hidden. I don't know. Okay, okay. So, um, Alicia, what I've gotten in the past from her is she actually carried it out of the yard before she sat down to gorge. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep, yep, but that's fine. Okay, okay, good. So ask her, does she understand that that was my family pet, my family member? Yes, and she was deeply sorry, but she'd, be she'd become to desperation. Okay. So if she had known that that dog was my family pet, um, you know, in advance of her killing my dog, would she have still done it? Yes, I think so, because she, um, she wasn't, she was just thinking about getting her next meal, and she wasn't thinking about the consequences. Okay, and that's correct, Alicia. Yeah, the answer would be yes. Good. Um, Alright, so what, let me ask some general questions of her. So if she was hunted by man and killed by, a, say, a hunter, how would she feel about that? The, um, the cat? Yes. Um, confused, sad, betrayed. Because um, the cat didn't think that it was doing anything wrong and didn't see any reason as to why it would have to be killed. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't even think of it the angle from that. I assumed it was like just a general person later on, many years later. Let me check oh, in sorry. with. No, you're fine. No, you're fine. Let me just check in with her on that. 
So, if somebody... You're right, she would be shocked, she would she'd be surprised, it would be out of the blue, um, would you think it was unfair? Uh, yeah, because she exactly, you're exactly right, was doing what she does. Okay. Yeah. Very correct. Good. So, how do, has she asked her, have you ever been hunted by a hunter? she was hunted. I feel like she was maybe like sedated and transferred somewhere. Okay. Okay. I guess she was tracked at one point, but not exactly uh, hunted. Not, yeah, I don't think hunted. I just see like someone like, shooting something into her. I'm not sure if they maybe sedated her. They okay. moved to somewhere or did something with her. Gotcha. Alright, so truth, mountain lion, were you ever sedated? And here's what sedation looks like. Ah, uh, did this happen in this lifetime? Um, I hear her say yes and no. What's the yes part? People have shot at me. Oh. They've missed. Did you ever feel under anesthesia this loopy sensation and you woke up later? Um, she does say yes to that, Alicia. So okay. instead of me digging, diving, I want to spend time elsewhere on Q&A. So, yeah. um, but yes, you're obviously correct. I'd have to talk with her further to find out why, but yes. All right, good. So ask her, have you ever been a mountain lion before this life? Yes, I feel like she has the last couple of times. Okay, yes is correct. Well done. As far as last couple of times, she says yes to that as well. Well done. Ask her, do you think you'll be a mountain lion after this incarnation? Yes, because I feel she feels like the most connected and closest with the species. Okay, I hear yes and maybe. Yes, so give yourself credit for the yes. Well done. Alright, ask her, have you ever been a prey animal? You know, the type of prey that you eat as a predator. No, I don't think she'd want to feel that weak. Okay, I get no as well as far as your reason. Uh, did you tell her about you don't want to feel that weak? She says, I really do like the powerful pow body type. Did you tell Alicia that, though, about the being the weak? She says she interpreted it that way, so give yourself credit for an interpretation. Yep. <laughs> Yep, she likes powerful body types. All right. Any other question you want to ask her, Alicia? Um, maybe how she views how humans feel about her species. Sure. Like, I'm gonna do. Great. Not sure how to word the question. Um, by the fact that they all got really angry, they get really angry that she was in their like, dead homes. Okay. So. Correct sure question to ask. So. Let's not worry about the correct way to ask it. Just ask it. I think she thinks that um, humans have got a lot to learn. Yes. She says yes. She agrees with that. Did you tell her that? Yeah, she said I said as much. Good. Very good. Ask her, do you think you did anything wrong by going into, you know, a community and taking somebody's pet? No, not at the time, but like, on reflection now, she does feel for the owners whose pet was lost, but they have to understand why it was done. Okay, so, um, no is correct. As far as do you still feel for the owners, did you tell her that? Uh, she says yes because <laughs> you, Danielle, have brought all these students to me and you keep asking the same questions. <laughs> so, yes, Alicia, in this case, yes. <laughs> I expected her to say no, but no, you're right. Very good. Anything else you want to ask her? Um, uh, maybe how she feels about, um, lions being kept in captivity. Okay. It's unnatural we don't get to live the way we're intended to. Yes. What's her emotional state behind those words? Can you feel her strong emotion she puts out to your question? Yeah, I'm not sure if she maybe like looks out for other lions during captivity or mm. she is strong. Nope, go back to the emotion. As she told you those words, 
go to that second you heard them make it your intention to do so and it will be so and what what's her reaction emotional reaction to your question kind of like despair and she's very she's very um it means like a lot to her um And there's a lot of, like, sadness. Okay. So what I get is she's appalled. She's shocked that people would even keep them in captivity. And she wants nothing to do with it. Uh, yep. All right. Anything else you want to ask? Like, just one last thing. When we, asked, um, when we had to ask in terms of, like, for protection of species, how she feels about that in captivity as well. Sure. Is that a question or you want me to check in? That's what? a question. Because I wonder, like, I know that animals thinking captivity is bad but I just wonder if maybe if they think differently maybe if it's to protect their species okay so pose that question out loud so I have the same angle you do um do you feel any different about animals being like just like yourself being in captivity to protect your species from extinction no because it's humans who put us in that place in the first like put us in that position in the first place. Very good. No is correct. Yeah. She's like, just let us choose. Humans stay out of it. So you're right. It's very mm. interesting. Yeah. It's one of those things that I often like wonder a lot about. Mm-hmm. And it'll be good for you in the future, Alicia, to ask that same question to a handful yeah. of other types of wild endangered animals. So I'm sure they'd all have very like different opinions on it. Exactly. Yep. Ask yeah, her um, sorry, it's just it's what it's really interesting to learn like how they all have such different like opinions. How it's not like one sided, you know, zoos are bad. Yes, and there that's awesome because the more you start to listen to the different perspectives, the more you, Alicia, as a person, will be like, wow, that's different. Didn't expect that. And you're going to say that to yourself so many times. And as the years go on, eventually you're going to reach the point where it's like, you know what? I don't know a thing about mountain lions. (laughs) I don't know a thing about what they think or what they say unless I talk with it directly. And you let go of that point of view of, oh, all mountain lions think this way or that way, which, you know, is more... um, you know, kind of where a beginner will start out, we'll have certain ideas based on what we've read or experienced or whatever. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and with that knowledge, I mean, recently, because I'm, obviously, I'm young, I'm trying to work out, like, what I want to do when I'm older, and originally, I had all these things, like, maybe I could do, like, an animal behavior or some zoology or something, and after kind of learning, like, animal communication, it makes it so much harder to do something like that, because, you know, it, you know that you can't just make all these observations on how, like, you know, lions behave and stuff just on, like, you know that when you're able to talk to them, you're able to learn so much. Exactly. Yep. Like, I find it so hard to just be an animal behaviorist and just walk in and see, oh, your cat's peeing. This is all the reasons why I could be, you know, without actually talking to the cat and being like, oh, there's actually problems in the house. Right. So there are a couple animal communicators out there. Joan Levergood is one of them who works with cats. And she's a she is a feline behaviorist. She's actually done the work to do okay. that. And she combines it with animal communication. Yes. Yeah. So know that you can combine the two. Now, um, there's a friend of mine, uh, Rebecca, who she works with veterinarians at being, she's like an extra tool reading the energy of what she senses wrong with animals. She doesn't d- diagnose, treat, or prescribe, but that's, she only gets hired by veterinarians for dog, cats, and horses. That's that's her specialty. She doesn't work with clients anymore. She'll work with me, um, you know, and she's one of my mentors. But other than that, that's that's a niche area too. Now, there's oh, wow, I don't know anybody so cool. else who does that. I'm sure there are people, but that's all she does. Well, it's very interesting you can go through like, so many different specialities in like, animal communication. Indeed. And then there's ACers who do a lot of lost animal work, and that's one of their niches or specialties. They love it. Oh, wow. So, so cool. Thank you. Yeah, really notice what you love and know that it can fit somewhere together. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, oh, one last example for you. She, she passed away, and I can't think of her name. It might have been Rose Dan Dan. Um, I yeah. don't, I, anyway, and, and she's an animal communicator who has been, had been training wildlife for movies and shows. Oh, really? Uh-huh, oh. and she combined both together. So are you able to teach a dog, for example, to sit just with animal communication, or do you have to be able to do verbal and 
Maybe yeah, it's... I've tried just with AC straight, and it really depends on the animal. Um, uh -huh. A lot of them, they're so used to people from day one ignoring them and not being able to communicate yeah. in that way that they totally tune our gibberish, their mental thoughts out. Yeah. Um, and then there was like my kitten Lyra. When she was a kitten, I'd only had her for 24 hours, and I threw a little, she was like a little seven, eight week old thing across the room a little ball and I telepathed to her I said you go get it and bring it back to me by golly she did it really and she oh, was wow. a tiny little kitten and we that was our first day of playing fetch yeah and I suppose there's also like not as much like motivation when you're talking telepathically because if you're speaking they, they hear like a nice sound in your voice and if you've got a treat or something um there is that but the animals also feel your emotions behind oh. your words just like you can oh. sense that in them Alicia yeah Oh, wow, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm, good. All right, um, okay, anything else for her? Um, no, that's good. It was really interesting. I like speaking Excellent. to her. Excellent, so we'll thank her. <laughs> and who to next? Um, I think Carly. All right. So, Harley, all these animals are living. He's one of my clients, 14-year-old male, Jack Russell Terrier. So I'm going to ask you some questions. Just had a session with his owner about um, probably four or five days ago. So I'll yeah. ask you some of the questions she asked. Now, let's connect through the universe, though. Okay, yeah. And you don't need to call the universe in. It's all around you, <laughs> so you're already set. So owner asks, how is Harley feeling physically present time? His um, bones seem a bit more um, achy, like it's a bit more harder to move around, um, like not as flexible. Good. Um, is, I think, sorry about his mouth quite dry, I don't know. Yes, good. Um, not sure what they're about like his wean a lot more frequently or? Um, he is urinating more frequently, yes. He just seems a lot, like, his inside, I don't know, it seems weird, his inside seems a lot, like, drier, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so Alicia, as the ACer, I want you to step right in and embody that. So, okay. let go of the, I don't know, I think, I want you to say it like you got it. Okay, you're doing really well. You really are, for the most part, doing that. So, um, okay, good. And that all makes sense, Alicia, because, yes, he, he has joint issues, major issues, in different areas of his body. I, too, sensed uh, dehydration in the mouth. He's not being as well hydrated as, you know, he could be. Um, yeah. yeah, good. Okay, so ask him this. So I, the owner, have to, or ask the universe, I have to hold him up when he urinates or defecates or else he'll fall down. Is he okay with that? He accepts it, but I, he does lose some sort of dignity. Is it something he'd like to be able to do himself when he had done all himself for his life? And he feels a, it is a bit of a burden on, the, on you to have to do that for him? Okay, so good, correct answer. Yep, he, he doesn't mind it. He is okay with it. Yes, he would prefer to do it on his own, but he's incapable of doing that at this stage of his life. Um, as far as him being a burden, um, he knows it takes extra work, so that might be the interpretation. You get burden, I get, yeah. you know, extra work, so well done. Good. All right, so he does this strange behavior where he turns circles all the time in the house and he just keeps turning circles pacing and these are big circles it's not like tiny little tight this he'll walk around a room consistently what's that about um i know the first thing i got was like it's to do with like anxiety that when he gets anxious when there's something in the house that i'm not sure if people are upset or if there's something that he's not happy about he starts doing it Okay, so Alicia, you're correct about yes he gets a little bit anxious i will tell you it has nothing to do with the people Okay. Um, I want you to go up, Alicia, to his brain, and as he's doing the circling, check out his, the, the way he thinks. It's a bit of all over a mess, like it's going all in circle, like his head's kind of going all over the place. Yes, okay, good. So he's thinking in different areas, not quite focused on any one thing, good. Um, so I, the owner, say, and how's his eyesight these days? Very good. Can he see near uh, up close or far at all when it's daytime? 
He can see um, people, but he can't really see exact details. It's more kind of like the more the shapes and the colors. Okay, very good. So how does he feel about Dr. Elizabeth, who comes every so many weeks to do chiropractic on him? He trusts her a lot, and he always feels better after she's come. <laughs> well done, Alicia. Good. And the funny thing is, Alicia, this is a dog who <laughs> has snappy tendencies. Uh-huh. And yet with this woman, oh my God, he's amazing but, with her. And you think especially when she's like pushing in places that like, like you know, yep. like that's <laughs> Yep. And he doesn't. He just allows. And the owner's, per, you know, amazed by that too. She's like, I can't believe he, he lets her do, you know, <laughs> what he does. But all right, great. So um, sometimes he will, he has trouble getting up. What part of his body is making it challenging for him to physically go from a lay down to a stand up position? He, his legs feel kind of a bit like wobbly, like his joints aren't doing those, their job as much and that it's, too, it's a lot of weight to kind of, for those legs to put up and down. Okay, good. Also, Alicia, I want you to feel his backbone as he goes from a lay down to a stand up. Is there anything about that that's also complicating it? I'm not sure if, um, if there's a loss of muscle mass around that area. Or there is good. What area? At the, at, the, at the back. Okay, so the back is a very general area. Like, you like the bum and hips. Okay, 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 good. And how about the midsection, where if he was a horse, the saddle would go in the middle of him? Okay, what's tender? Where? Like right down like the middle as he kind of moves it feels a bit uncomfortable. Okay, okay. Is the vertebral column in that section where you'd put a saddle on him, is it tight or flexible? I feel like it's a bit flexible, like it's kind of a bit loose. Okay, okay. So I, I find it's a lot like harder. I mean I realize that I find it very hard with like like body scanning working out like what's physically wrong that's okay i'm not asking you what's physically wrong we're just identifying where he hurts what you're drawn to we're, we're kind of like gathering information on symptoms okay okay um and that might take some pressure off of you yeah your, your <laughs> job and people will come to you saying what's wrong with him okay you're not your job and i tell them yeah. it's not my job to diagnose treat or prescribe you nor your animal did we didn't go to vet school but with that said i'll give you what he's telling me about his body and hopefully that will help you and your vet figure out what's wrong yeah they're, they're usually very satisfied with that yeah um so i sense uh tightness stiffness inflexibility there at the midsection of the back as well yeah. okay very good so check his hearing how's his hearing these days Okay, good. So watch the I don't knows, Alicia. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I say when I'm not very confident. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's something to um, evolve out of. So um, you're correct that one ear is better than the other. Okay, the other ear is very dampened. Overall, his hearing is really poor. Yeah. Okay. It just seems like one of them, like, you know, one of your ears suddenly just blocks and you just hear, like, the air and it seems very, like, quiet. Mm hmm. And the other one's, like, it's got, like, more hearing than the other. Very good. Very good. All right. So, what more does this dog want me to do for him? I don't think there's too much. I think just to spend more like one-on-one -on -one time and just to be gentle and look after him in these last few years. Okay, you're right. He didn't have many more suggestions at all. Does yeah. he want me to rub him anywhere? I think just normal petting. I think that the um, rubbing's more so something that he trusts the chiropractor to do. Okay. So is he okay if I pat him on top of the head? Yeah. Yes. Okay. The answer correct. Is that that's correct? Yeah, he doesn't really want much touch from the owner because he is yeah. ouchy and painful. Does he want to stay in his body still? Yeah, I feel like he's still got like, time left and he, he's, uh, even though he's not physically like perfect he's still he's okay 
Very good. Correct answer, Alicia. And why does he want to see in his body? I mean, as an owner, he is, his body's a mess. Because it's part of, like, the process of aging, and he still needs to be there for his owners. Okay. Um, it's not for the owners. Go back to the first part. It's about the process of aging. And so what about the process of aging? That he, he came here to experience all of it. Yes, Alicia. Yes, that's exactly the right. His, that's his answer. Well done. All right. So let me just see. I think you've got everything. Oh, okay. Mental thinking. So when he's eating, is he with it mentally or not? seems like his head's kind of over, he's just munching it, but I feel like he's, his brain's kind of just going in all directions. I don't know how to explain it. Okay, so I want you to compare his mental thought process when he's eating, Alicia, compared to when he's uh, circling around. It's easy when he's eating because he's just focusing on the one task. Yes, yes. And he's just sitting there, he's just like, eat, eat. Yes. So, when he's just staring at the at the wall, owner says, what's he thinking about? He's trying to focus and he's, I think he's kind of reflecting maybe on what he enjoys and I'm not sure. Okay, so go back to that moment. He is staring at the wall. I want you to be in his body with him, Alicia. Is he thinking at all? I know, I think, I'm not sure if he's, he's in one of those moments when his, his brain's all over the place, he's just trying to like, stop. Yeah, he's very spacious, he's very, yeah. you know, unfocused. Yeah. Yeah, good. That's, I'll call it dementia. Okay. And if you ever feel that again, it is different. There's different levels that you'll feel that in animals um, and different times of day or different during different acti activities, they'll actually do that. So he does this on and off throughout the day. Um, but what's his, so owner asks, so what's his emotional state when he is staring at the wall? Not his thoughts, but what, what is, how's he feeling emotionally when he does this? Okay. Is is he upset or peaceful? Seems more peaceful than upset. Yes. Peaceful yeah. is correct, Alicia. I wouldn't quite call it numb, but but I know what you mean. It's there's yeah. not a lot there. Yeah, yeah, yes, I mean, yeah, numb wasn't really the appropriate word. I okay. yeah, he's just kind of just there, he's not really with it as much. Right, right. And Alicia, this dog is totally cool with those moments too. So does he want me, the owner, to help him out of those moments when he's in them? No. I mean, he just he just has those moments, I think. Just Very good. No is correct. It's not necessary. He's cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Very good. Is there anything else you want us to ask Harley, Alicia? Um, no, I think that's good. Okay, well done. So let's thank him. Excellent. All right, so who next? Um, Louis. All right, so... Louis, Louis, sorry. Louis, yes, I know I do, I do that too. So, five-year-old male rock dog cat. All right, so the owner says, My cat has been peeing and pooping on the top of the cabinet that is located in the room where the litter box is kept. Why is he doing this? He's not happy with his litter box, but either too small, not in the right spot, and he's trying to send a message to his owners that it needs to be changed. Well done, Alicia. All of that. Too small. Doesn't like the spot. Yes, it's sending a message to the Every single aspect of that is correct. Well done. Good. Well, what does he want me to do for his box, then? It needs to be larger. Um, maybe not sure changing, like, the litter. Um, and it needs to be in the areas that he wants to go, um, the areas that he's most in, he doesn't want to have to go to, like, some small little area that's not really, um, um, he doesn't want 
want just to be tucked away when no one can see. Okay, good. This cat likes to be seen. You're correct. Yeah. He's not shy about pottying in front of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. So you're right about the larger room. He, he was kept in a very small room. I believe it was actually where the um, the machines were, the washer and dryer. So ah. is the washer and dryer bothering him at all? Okay, it's because it's a smaller room. So in reality, the washer and dryer going on and off don't bother this cat at all. It will bother some cats, Alicia, but not him. Okay. So you mentioned about the litter. So does he want me to change his litter to something different other than what it is? It seems like, I'm not sure if he's having like the clumpy one, if it's like too much dust and he doesn't like it. Okay. I don't know if that's just me. So, um, he was actually okay with the whatever litter they were using. It's fine. So, I, the owner, I've been using cardboard boxes that I just put a plastic sheet in. What's wrong with that setup? Oh, no. <laughs> um. It's not proper, and it doesn't seem like a proper toilet to the cat. Okay, good. How's this cat, Alicia, feel about the sides height? Okay, very good. So he wants a bigger, larger, wider. He feels a bit like enclosed and he can't really just like move around to like, you know, pour the tiniest poop. Very good, very good. And, well, he seems able to keep his fur clean enough when he goes in and out of the cardboard box. Does he have anything to say on that? What does that mean that like he, is she saying that, oh, he's, he's actually okay, is that? Yeah, the owner isn't, sometimes owners will ask questions that are not super clear, and that's good. You can always go back to the owner, I'm sorry, I don't understand that question, can you clarify what you're saying? So saying, oh, he's already clean? Yeah, so he's already clean when he goes in the box, and he seems to come out clean, so I personally, as an owner, wouldn't think the box is too small for him. It's because he's, um... He's well behaved and he wants, he doesn't want to leave a mess, but it's the actual experience of doing it that he doesn't enjoy. Okay, good. So, does my cat actually want to use a litter box? Yes, he understands because he's inside, he has to use a litter box. He just wants a, a bigger one that's in different spots. Okay, very good, Alicia. Is, am I keeping it clean enough? I think he'd prefer if it was changed every time he went to the litter. I'm not sure if she's maybe using a scooper or something. Okay, and Alicia, that's correct. He was complaining about it not being clean enough and how he wanted it scooped ideally after each elimination. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Does any of this have anything to do with his relationship with my husband? No, I don't think... I think that's a separate issue, and this is just he didn't like the way his litter box was being handled. Okay, very good, Alicia. So, let's look at the separate issue. So, here's the wife saying, so it's me, my daughter Lily, my older daughter, daughter Morgan, and then my husband, whatever it is, I can't remember his name. So, Lily is the owner, technically, of this cat. How's he feel about my daughter Lily? He loves Lily and he enjoys spending time with her, like, in, in her room and getting cuddles and at, uh, attention. Excellent. All of that is correct. He loves his girl. Loves Lily. So yeah. how's he feel about my husband? The husband doesn't really understand how to handle cats and doesn't really think of them as on the same level. Very, very good, Alicia. And how does he feel about how my husband chooses to talk to him? He feels like he doesn't get the, he's, he's talked like he's below and he thinks that that's not fair, like he's, um, um, he's not respecting him. Very good. Okay, and then the owner came out and said, well, my husband, we tell him not to, but he does. He calls the cat stupid and get out of here and stuff like that. He doesn't physically touch him, but, yeah, but he throws verbal stuff at the cat. How does my cat feel about the verbal accusations? 
it hurts his confidence because he normally has like he he likes himself and he's happy and I think it, it just upsets him a little bit. Okay, this is upsets him a lot, Alicia. Let's be honest. <laughs> okay, yeah. So you don't have to be nice. You know, just tell it like it is. Good. So you're right. Um, all of that is correct. Excellent. So how would he like my husband to interact or treat him? He doesn't want to have. To have he's fine not having a very close relationship with the husband because he has he gets on really well with his girls and everything. But he just like it if the husband just. He doesn't have to say anything as long as he just doesn't put those insults and treat him like, you know, inferior. Okay, and all of that's accurate. That's exactly and what like, the cat had like said. And like family and like more family member. Okay, very, very good. All right, so why does this cat always wake up my daughter every night, multiple times a night? Because um, she wants to play for all night. She doesn't, he, he doesn't sleep all night like the humans are and he doesn't want he gets bored and he wants you know attention from them okay and that's exactly what he'd said yes okay he, he is a night dweller okay <laughs> well done so how does he feel about the fact that we've not been letting him sleep in my daughter lily's room as a result he's upset because he loves lily and he wants to be with lily okay good so can you tell him to just please knock it off Alicia, say, um, say it out loud. Tell me what you would say to this cat if the owner said that. Um, hey, Louie, the reason why your owners won't let you sleep at night with Lily anymore is because Lily needs to sleep all night so that she can be, have lots of rest to attend school. And unfortunately, when you're, you were sleeping with her, you were waking her up a few times in the night, and she does love you, but unfortunately it meant that she didn't get enough sleep and she was tired the next day. So as um, because of that, um, you have to sleep in a room at night time so that everyone can get their sleep but as soon as in the morning when you wake up you can go see Lily and the rest of your family okay very good and so the mom says is there something that we can do for him that will help him to I don't know be more satisfied during the day so he maybe he can truly let her sleep he needs more um he wants more of his own things to play with. I'm not sure maybe if he has like a play tower or just like one of those, like, those laser toys that just plays all the time. Just something that I think keeps him a bit more stimulated. Well done, Alicia. Exactly what the cat had asked for. Yep, more play time. Yeah. Very good. Is there anything you want to ask the universe about this cat? Um... Um... Uh, maybe... So, um... Why does he think that um, the husband doesn't respect him? Okay. The, I think that the husband has never really shared a strong bond with an animal. I'm not sure. Okay. okay. So the wife says to you, which is true, um, my husband does have a hunting dog who lives in a separate room of our house, never engages with the cat. Oh. So how does my husband feel about his hunting dog compared to Lewis? He thinks that the dog is much higher up. And I think he thinks that the cat is more just like a, an annoying little thin yes. that kind of prey. <laughs> You're right. And that's exactly what the cat said. He thinks I'm an annoyance. <laughs> Cat. <laughs> so ask Lewis if the male owner was actually nice to him, would Lewis want to ask for attention and petting from him or not at all? Yeah, I think he's open to it. I think, I mean, he loves everyone else in the family. and he, I mean, he's not going to beg for the husband to do it, but he'd be happy, you know, the husband tried to engage a bit more. And that's correct. The cat had said, I'm open to that idea. So well done. Good. Cool. All right. So that was, that was the issue that was brought. Okay. The peeing and the yep. husband. Excellent. So let's go ahead and thank him. And let's work with snow. 
So 12 female, old female, Borzoi. Okay, so general questions the owner sought to know. I actually have those general questions, Alicia. And I just did this a few days ago, so I still remember the answers. So owner asks, does she hurt anywhere? Okay, can you tell me more about that? Like a, a throbbing kind of pain lower down. Um, I'm not very good at getting exactly, sorry, far harder to pinpoint exactly where pain's kind of from. Okay. You can always describe it in regions of the body, such as it feels like it's in the stomach, or it's in front of the stomach, behind the stomach, or... It feels like it's like lower right of the body. Okay. Okay, okay, good. So you can always use organs as reference points. Okay, very good. All right, excellent. Okay, so what about her skeleton? Does her skeleton, her, her body there, hurt anywhere? I don't think it hurts anywhere. I think it's a bit fragile. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. So... That's okay. So, so the owner says, so I really, really want to know. So can you just do a, a check of her entire skeleton to see if it hurts anywhere? I think maybe, I think it's, I'm not sure if it's like a similar area to what I said before, the lower, like the right side lower. Okay. So, no, you're fine, you're fine. So, what I'd sensed during the session is there there was an issue with um, her and her food, okay? But let's let go of that for now. So you're on the right track there. There is areas of her skeleton that hurts. What's the best way to kind of, like, detect that? Um, there's many different ways. Uh, the way I often do it, as one, you know, road to Rome, is I will imagine just looking with x-ray vision I will look left to right I'll start at the tip of the skull at the nose area and I will scan down I'm it's like I'm looking at everything and I will break it into regions I'll look at the skull I want to see how you know how it scans or feels as I go down the vertebrae and your eye will be naturally drawn or you will be sent you'll sense when to stop and feel something and if I sense a different area, I'll often scan my eyes, pretend, you know, sen pretend to sense scanning because my eyes are closed during the session. But I will go back and forth, back and forth over that region. And as I do every scan back and forth, um, I pick up more information on that region. Uh, so do you feel it in your own body or do you just kind of like scan it with your eyes? I scan it with my eyes. I tend not to feel it in my own body. Yes, okay. Um, so what part of the paws? We've got nails like from, to... to from, no, from the, 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 the elbow joint down. Okay, okay, good. Yes, the long length. Are we talking front legs, back legs, or all four? But I, I saw, first and I thought was the front one. Okay, okay. And bring, bring your awareness back to the back two legs and scan or sense, feel it with her, the strength or not that she has in her hind limbs. Uh, feels weaker. Very good. Very good. So, does she hurt anywhere? Um, I want you to check the vertebral column. The vertebrae is huge because inside the vertebrae is your spinal cord, right? That that allows the central nervous system, you know, to cascade out of it. So I always like to check vertebrae's backbones. So I want you to sense the area around her uh, sacroiliac joint, which is basically the small of the back region. Yes. Um, yeah, 
hand a bit sore, like, especially when she gets like up and down and moves a lot. Very good. Well done. Good. All right. Owner's next question. When I pet her, does it hurt anywhere? Yeah. When, um, if they like, when they pat in her and like they tap, like, you know, sometimes you like kind of tap the dog on the back when you say hi. Okay. That definitely would do it. Correct. Does she like to be petted and hugged and talked to? That is correct. Definitely for her. And yes, she does like it on the head. Very good. So question four, when she barks and whines and snaps her mouth, is she wanting more cookies or is it something else? So the owner described it to me because I said, you got to tell me more. That's <laughs> not clear enough. So what the dog will do is every night, no particular time, but in the evening, she will look at her people and she'll snap her mouth and whine and bark and she will carry on until the owner gives in and gives cookies. So the owner wants to know, is it because she's really wanting more cookies or is she really wanting something else I'm not giving her? I think it's the fact that she knows that she does that by age, she is going to get her cookies and she does get the attention out of her owners by doing it. Okay, very good. And then the owner says, she never gives up begging for cookies until we cut her off. Does she love cookies rather than food? Which really, the both are the same ingredients. I think it's just the fact that she knows how to get the cookies. Very good. So why does she insist sometimes in getting three cookies? Because, I mean, she's a Borzoi, so we give her really big cookies. Why isn't one enough? She thinks she needs more because she's bigger and she knows that she can get to three. Okay, good. So the owner then asks, so is she getting enough food during the day? I think she's getting the right amount, but I'm not sure if maybe it's not the ideal food that she thinks she should be having. Okay. So, I got something different on that one, Alicia. So, I want you to look at this dog. She gets fed twice a day. She gets fed in the morning, and she um, gets fed late evening right before bed. When yeah. is she hungry? Okay, good, which is cookie hour. <laughs> so ask her, would she really prefer some food versus all these cookies? I don't think she's too fast. I think she just wants food. Yes, good. And she's doing the cookies because she knew that was an extra way to get through that time. Yes, very good. So does she want soft food or dry food if I, the owner, was to feed her an additional meal? Um, passes through a lot easier for her. Absolutely. Okay, and that uh, is also what she wants. Good. So, so like, um, when animals want to be fed, like, a few times a day, is it, do they, are they fine being normally fed the same amount, having their meals a bit shorter? I'm not sure what you're asking. Um, so, like, because the dog was saying that he wanted to be fed at the third time in the middle of the day. Yes. Is he saying that he'd be okay still having the same amount of food but broken up into three, or is he saying that he wants to have more food and have the extra meal? Yeah, she wants an extra meal. Okay. Yep. And, and that's just for her. Some other animals will have different reasons, and some animals will tell you, oh, I just want more cookies, or I love yes. the fact that my people, you know, give me a cookie, and it's the whole action they're doing that I love. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right, so owner then asks, when she sleeps, is she comfortable? position for her but sometimes then she eventually normally finds it and she's okay very good well what does she want to sleep on that would help her be more comfy because she paces and she seems like she, she can't get comfy not like not like a flat one but she needs something that kind of has a lot of texture like puffy and like like maybe extra pillow that she can kind of like build herself around very good so the owner then says um, and this all happened, really true. She's like, well, I've never given her a dog bed. I've only just folded up a comforter for her on our hardwood floors. Is that working for her? <laughs> so what was her question at the end of it, was it? So is that working for her? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely not. Okay, very good. So I, I, I informed the owner that she can go to Petco or PetSmart, which I don't know if you have that chain in your area. 
but she can try out these things with a 60-day money-back guarantee if she brings a receipt. Even if the bed is used, she can still bring it back if the dog doesn't like it. So she's going to try that. That's good. All right. Next question. Does she like to go outside? Um, she likes to go outside, but I don't think she's the most biggest outdoor dog. She likes the way the grass feels, like when it's all wet. Okay. She does or doesn't like it? And that's what um, doesn't. Doesn't is correct. That, that's good. And that had been brought up by her as well. Very good. And then the owner was reminiscing in the session. She's like, oh, yeah, she really doesn't spend. She's a hermit dog, a house dog. And yet when she was in her prime, she'd go out on the golf course, which, you know, our property is looking, looks onto, and she'd race like the wind round and round. Does she miss those days? No, because I think she's on a different stage of life. Like, she enjoyed it then, but now she just enjoys being, like, warm and comfortable inside. Very good. Yes, this dog was all big about being warm and comfortable. Why does she get up and go from the hardwood floor to the kitchen floor and back and forth all day long? Different temperatures. Yes. So is she too cold, too hot? sure she's a bit brave she kind of gets a bit i'm not sure the warm areas but she gets cold and she goes to the warm area but then she overheats yes this is correct for her and then the owner's next question is she happy with my husband and me yeah i think she is okay good good that is correct uh when she lays in pants with her head up what's she thinking is she okay Okay, you're correct. She's uncomfortable in her body. That's why she's panting. She's not really thinking about anything in particular. Okay. Okay, good. Um, she loves looking out at nothing. Looks li looking listless or looking at me. Does she have any comments on that? I think she's just enjoying like her owners and just taking everything in and showing her love. Or yeah. Yeah, and I had told the owner, yeah, she's not really doing anything in particular. She's just being yeah. a dog. She's just laying there, enjoying the moment. Yeah. Well yeah. done. Very good. And those are the questions the owner had pre-written. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> well done. All right, so we are at time. So let's go ahead and thank the universe. I, I don't always thank the universe. I know they know my thanks, but <laughs> we can do that. Well done, Alicia. How was that? Yeah, it's really good. I like when I'm able to get like, things right. <laughs> yes, that was, I mean, all of these today was excellent. Well done. You're Thank definitely you. ready, you know, if you feel, well, again, you're never going to feel comfortable, but if you feel ready and willing, I should say, to do the back and forth with somebody on the phone or, you know, even in person, yeah. you're set. You're very fluid. Do know you can always take time to, you know, take a deep breath and take as long as you want to answer. They'll wait for you because they're waiting on your answer. They're curious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like well, one that I've been really worried about recently is like if I said something to them that was incorrect and it changed the way they looked after like an animal like if I interpreted wrong if like um if maybe they did like their bed or something like and I said they didn't I don't know it seems a bit funny but I'm just a bit worried about I'm gonna say something like that and not be listening properly yeah you know animals are really forgiving <laughs> yeah and, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Because, you, you know, and there, there's a good part of you that really, you know, you want to be as accurate as you can. But you know what? You're doing the best yeah. job you know how to do with the skills you currently have. So just go with the flow and trust that you're doing the best job you can. Yeah. Okay. And, I, like, I'm feeling really good about them. Like, I'm happy, like, whenever I'm, like, practicing and it makes me feel really, like, happy. Good. Well, it should because it feels good to connect, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It also, in connecting with an animal, allows you to be authentically you in that moment. Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> you, you're too you're too focused on the conversation to be anybody else but you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So well done. Do you have any questions? Um, no, I, I think I asked I, I asked them all in the beginning. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Do you have anything else 
before we end? Um, um, uh, um, I just want to, like, when you, like, sometimes I get too worried about what I'm missing up to, like, animal communication, and I have to be, like, perfectly, like, hydrated and, like, not tired at all, and, like, have my desk all set up and everything. Yeah. Is it something, like, should I be like that, or is it something that doesn't really matter that much? Um, I do find it matters. You really do want to be well rested and, you know, well hydrated. If you get hungry, do, do eat. I find personally this work makes me hungrier and I'm not really sure why. Um, so just go ahead and snack, feed your body. Cause you know what, if your body is well taken care of, then in the moment of the session, you're not being distracted by it. Yeah. Cause that's what I've been doing. I like, that's why I've been trying it harder to practice. Cause I've like, I've got to be in like a very certain like mindset. Like I've got to have everything all like organized and yeah, don't be so um, a stickler on it. Just kind of, you could check in, your, in with yourself before you sit down and do a session. Just kind of do a, okay, am I hungry? No, I'm not hungry. Do I feel like I can do this now? I'm not too sleepy. I'm not going to fall asleep with my eyes closed. Yeah, I mean, keep it nice and light, but do take care of yourself. Okay, and would I be able to send you some more of the homework tasks this week? Yes, you've got um, another two uh, two more weeks to do that. Alright, thank you. Yeah, so that would be um, to the 7th, so 14th, so to the September 21st. I'm also going to be gone in Arizona uh, the 16th through the 21st or 22nd. Um, sure. So during that time, I'm probably, I'm, I'll be able to get your emails, but okay, I'm not. So no worries, yeah. no rush. So, but yeah, right up and through the, the 21st. Yep. Okay, thank you. You're thank welcome. You very much. Thanks for the lesson. I really enjoyed it. You're welcome. Well, you went through all 10 and you, you did flying color work. <laughs> well done. <laughs> well done. Very much. All Bye. right. You're welcome. I will send you a link to the recording in 24 hours or less, uh, or 40, I should, 48 hours or less, and you enjoy your week. Thank you. You too. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Hello. It is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.